Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. This is a place to get equipped to make a difference for the kingdom of God. So get ready to be empowered by this message. You know, back in August, we did 10 days of prayer and fasting as a church. And have you noticed how often I refer back to it? Talk about a blaring confirmation of the purpose and the power of prayer and fasting. You better know we're going to do it again soon. You feel it brewing? You know, on the third day of the fast, I sensed an overwhelming victory in my spirit, and it was so much, so so much victory, like, boiled up in my spirit that there was a residue of this joy for two days. Like, I just carried it with me, and has anybody ever experienced that? Like, the joy just overtakes you, and then there's a residue of it for days. You're like, ah! You just want to shout! (laughs) And the Holy Spirit revealed to me in that time that the time of sackcloth and ash are over, No more weeping, no more sorrow. Clothe yourself with strength. Put on your beautiful clothes. Shout and sing with joy. Break into joyful song because the Lord has redeemed America. That's what he shouted within my spirit. All the ends of the earth will see the victory of our God right here in our land, America. And this was all very real to my spirit. And then as soon as it got to my mind, it was very contrary to my thoughts. Anybody ever had that conflict going on? I'm an optimist by default. I'm very optimistic. But after all that's happened, I kind of struggled in my thoughts. I was like, I don't don't know. I think America might be done for. So, and maybe that's where you are. So all this just sounds like crazy gibberish to you. Like, I can't believe that Kate is saying that God has redeemed America. Because I'm looking around right now and I'm like, really? Really? And trust me, I get it. Nevertheless, I believe this is the truth. Because I know the voice of the Holy Spirit. That's what he said to me. God has already decided to redeem America, like he's already decided to do it, and all the ends of the earth will see the victory of our God as he accomplishes the victory that's already been won. And the reason he's decided to redeem America is because of all the Christians across this nation who humbled themselves, repented, and prayed over the last three years. And when we do that, you know what God does? He fulfills his promise in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. He shows up and he heals our land. So I've been looking for things to verify what the Lord has revealed, and some pretty incredible things have happened recently, but I want to start by reminding you of last year's miracle, June 24th, 2022. June 24th, 2022. Do you remember what happened that day? It was the day the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. Talk about a miracle. I mean, did you think that that would ever happen in your lifetime? I mean, I'm a pretty young guy, so I was like, maybe by the end of my lifetime. But in this moment, you know, over 63 million Americans have been killed by abortion since the Roe versus Wade case gave people the green light back in 1973. 63 million Americans are not even here because of that. And much of what we see in our land results from cooperating with this evil because our nation cooperated with it. So for our nation to be redeemed, that's where it had to start. And God did a mind-blowing miracle by overturning Roe versus Wade. I mean, talk about incredible. So I think we should take a moment right now to let the Lord know that we remember what he did. And we are thankful that he gave our nation mercy and overturned this horrid plague. Lord, thank you for what you did. Thank you for appointing the right Supreme Court justices to make the right decision. Thank Thank you, Lord, for blowing our minds. This is something that only you could do, and we recognize that you have done it. And Lord, we remember, we remember the good things that you have done for us. We remember the overturning of Roe versus Wade, and we glorify you for it, and we thank you for it. 
Now let's also call forth the miracle of each state rising up and putting a stop to abortion once and for all. So Lord, we call forth that miracle in the name of Jesus. We've seen it in a few states already, but we want to see it in every state in America that abortion becomes illegal. So raise up the right people in these places and state governments so that they can make the decisions and they can get this done in the name of Jesus. Lord, you overturned it for the nation. You can overturn it for every state in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. All right, so now let's talk about the Speaker of the House of Representatives. This is the position that leads the House. And did you know they're even second in line to become president should something happen to the president? It goes from president, if something happens to him, vice president, and then the Speaker of the House. On October 3rd, Kevin McCarthy was forced to vacate his place as the Speaker. And then they they went through three rounds of voting for the next Speaker without a majority vote. So they couldn't get it done. So they decided to change the Republican candidate. And this is when Mike Johnson came to the scene. Have you ever heard of him before now? Anybody? Yeah, me either. Who is Mike Johnson? He's a representative from Louisiana, and he was selected as the new Republican nominee. So this was the fourth round of voting for the Speaker of the House. He needed 217 votes to win, and he got 220. And this left everybody wondering, who is Mike Johnson? (laughs) Who is this guy? The media went on a quest to find out. So they asked, you know, what does Mike Johnson think about the issues that we face today? Like about all these issues. And here's how he responded. Here's a quote. This is so awesome. He said, well, go pick up a Bible and read it. That's my worldview. I am a Bible-believing Christian. (laughs) That is awesome. It is a miracle. The media is going crazy over this, and it's so great. I mean, for the first time in a long time, I am encouraged by the media. I'm really encouraged because they're saying things like this. The Bible doesn't just inform Mike's worldview. It is his worldview. And they say it like it's a threat to the nation. And I'm like, glory. Little do they know, all of us Christians are like, glory to God for what you just said. For the first time in a long time, I agree with you. Hallelujah. This time last year, get this, this time last year, Pelosi was Speaker of the House. What? And now we have an unashamed Bible-believing Christian as the Speaker of the House. This is an incredible miracle of God. You all know God did it. Nobody else could have done it. God has redeemed America. All the ends of the earth will see the victory of our God. All right, one more for all you baseball fans. This is the year that most of Major League Baseball went woke. Well, all except for one team. The Texas Rangers. (laughs) Just four days ago, the Rangers took home their first ever World Series title. This is a wonderful example of God publicly honoring those who honor him by not bowing down to those woke ideologies. Glory to God. He's going to do it through baseball. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Oh, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in our nation. Glory to God. I'm sure there's more stories I could tell, and there's many more to come, but I just want you all to be encouraged. Be encouraged. God truly has redeemed America. Just say that with me. God has redeemed America. 
You know, the next time somebody talks to you about how America is falling apart and blah, 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 here's how you respond. Did you know that God has redeemed America? And then you smile. They, they're like, really? Yeah. It shocks them. They don't have anything to say after that. It's wonderful. So there's still a battle to fight, but we can just fight this battle with smiles on our faces because we know the outcome. God is on our side and we will not fail. The next miracle of God will be the unification of the church. I'm talking Baptists, Presbyterians, Pentecostals, Methodists, and all other denominations linking arms for the first time ever. Wouldn't that be a miracle of God? It's a crucial next step. It's time for the full body of Christ to come together in unity. Have you noticed that each denomination has its own area of expertise? I mean, Baptists are phenomenal at missionary work. Phenomenal. Presbyterians are strong in the Word of God. Pentecostals know how to access and flow in the gifts of the Spirit. Imagine if all of us linked arms to bring our expertise together. Imagine that. Imagine what we could accomplish together. I mean, that's even mind-blowing to think about, isn't it? You're like, wow. If, when we all come together. I'm not going to say if. I'm going to say when we all come together. God's going to do it. You know, the enemy used denominations to divide the church, and now God's going to use them to strengthen the church. I'm going to say that again because there's a prophetic unction behind that phrase. The enemy used denominations to divide the church, and now God is going to use them to strengthen the church. This is a perfect representation of Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read it together. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 4 or pull it up on your phone. I'm reading the New Living Translation. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. First and second Thessalonians. The song helps, man. <laughs> Every time I'm going through my Bible up here, that's what's going through my head. I'm singing the books of the Bible. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangel evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity. Somebody say unity. Unity. In our faith and knowledge of God's Son, that we will be mature. Somebody say mature. In the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Did you know that we can measure up to the full and complete standard of Christ? That's what's going to happen when we come together in unity. And then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Get this. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I want to put that last verse on the screen, Ephesians 4, 16. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part, let's put it this way, as each denomination does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. 
This is describing what it looks like when denominations come together. We all have our own special work. Can you see it now? They each have their own special work, and we help the other parts grow. Together, we become a healthy and whole body. Now, let's do a little uh, survey in here right now. How many have a Baptist background? Raise your hand. How many have a Pentecostal background? Raise your hand. I'm surprised there wasn't a shout with that. How many have a Presbyterian? There's a little one over there. Woo-woo! How many have a Presbyterian background? How about Lutheran? Catholic? Anybody Catholic background? Look at us. We're already like a mixed pot in here. You know, my background is I grew up in my childhood years, we were free will Baptists. And then we turned charismatic Pentecostal because my grandma went to Raymond and got filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and my grandparents were the pastor of the church. So I'm some kind of hybrid somewhere in the middle of free will Baptist, Pentecostal, word of faith. So how do we pull this off? How do we bring the, the denominations together? By destroying the hostility between us. And it starts right here with us. I believe that we are the spearhead of this movement in Owasso. That we are the ones to just kick it off and get it going, bringing the denominations together. And I believe the Lord's gonna give us wisdom and strategies on how we do that. How do we link arms with the other denominations in this city? He's gonna reveal to us how to do it. And this is a choice that we can all make to destroy the hostility that's between us. And I'm gonna help you do that today. So let's examine two teachings from Jesus. The first one's found in John chapter 13, verse 34. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. So according to Jesus, how do we identify disciples of Christ? By the way we love the world, right? By the way we love each other. So let me ask you a personal question. Is it okay to get personal in here for a minute? Would others know that you are a disciple of Christ by this qualification? Most of the time. Are you patient and kind to other believers? You see, this is easy when we just say love and we get to all make up our own definition of love. Yeah, sure, I love other believers. But, but let's just 1 Corinthians 13, this bad boy right here. Are you patient and kind to other believers? Are you not jealous, not boastful, not proud, not rude? towards other believers, not demanding your own way, not irritable. <laughs> not keeping a record of wrongs. Do you refuse to lose hope and refuse to give up on your fellow believer? <laughs> Do I need to say that one again? Do you refuse to lose hope and refuse to give up on your fellow believers? Yes, All right, let's head to the next teaching of Jesus. Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. He says, Beware of the false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way that they act. Now, a lot of people have this question in these days. How do I know who's a false prophet? Jesus makes it real easy for us to understand, y'all. Let me keep going. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? 
A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. I find it funny that he said that two different ways like that. It's like, did you get it? (laughs) So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire to be purified. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. So how do we identify a false prophet? So the scripture just warned us that there's going to, instead of false prophet, let's just say he was talking about false Christians. Okay? The scripture warns us that there will be Christians in name only. Just like we have rhinos in the Republican Party. Have you ever heard that term? Rhino. Republican in name only. Like they're not really a Republican. They just say that they are so they can get into the Republican Party. And just like there are rhinos in the Republican Party, there are senos in the church. C-I-N-O. Is that how you would say it? I don't know. C-N-O. Leanna, help me out. Is that, is that phonics? Did I do the phonics right on that one? So what kind of fruit or actions are we talking about? Galatians 5.22. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Kids, you want to sing that song for us? Let me hear it. Oh, they're going to get shy on me. Are you sure? I'll let you come up here and sing the the Fruits of the Spirit song. No? All right. Well, you know what? This sounds a whole lot like 1 Corinthians 13, which is where I got all those questions that I just asked you earlier, those personal questions. And I find it interesting that Jesus didn't teach us that we'd be known for our charisma or our impressive prayers. Or by spiritual gifts in operation. Or by our moving worship music. Or by our impressive programs that we put on for the community. And hear this one. I sing on the cake right here. Jesus didn't even say that we'd be known for our doctrine. (laughs) Yeah. We are known by our love for each other, which is manifested through the fruits of the Spirit. So let me ask you again. Would others know that you're a disciple of Christ by this qualification? Are you known for your love? Are you full of joy, full of peace, full of patience? Are you consistently kind, sharing the goodness of God? Are you faithful? Do you do what you say you're going to do? Are you gentle? Are you full of self-control? Don't be a sino. Be a real tangible Christian who consistently produces the fruit of the Spirit for others to enjoy. We're getting deep talking about the fruit of the Spirit. So all that to say this, we tend to divide ourselves based on doctrinal differences. 
Back to the whole denomination thing. Our view of the end times is a great example. We're tempted to think, well, if they don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, are they even real Christians? (laughs) Y'all, that's not even a qualification. (laughs) If you write off another believer because of your differences regarding the end times, you're just revealing how immature that you are. Time to grow up and bear some fruit. (laughs) Grow up. Another one we deal with is the gifts of the Spirit. People like us tend to get offended by the denominations that do not operate in the gifts of the Spirit. But here's the deal. They aren't rejecting the Holy Spirit. They're rejecting His gifts. The Holy Spirit is not His gifts. Just like you are not the gifts that you give. Did you know that you can accept the Holy Spirit without accepting his gifts? That's got to sink in for a minute, right? You're like, whoa. Do we want them to experience the gifts of the Spirit? Yes. Yes. I want everybody to experience that. But this difference should not keep us from linking arms. To drive this home, take a look at one more scripture. Philippians chapter 1, verse 15. Apostle Paul is going to lay it down for us. So it's true that some are preaching out of jealousy and rivalry, but others preach about Christ with pure motives. They preach because they love me, for I know I have been appointed to defend the good news. Those others do not have pure motives as they preach about Christ. They preach with selfish ambition, not sincerely, intending to make my chains more painful to me. But that doesn't matter. You got to love the Apostle Paul. I think sometimes we visualize him as this serious, like, been out of shape type of guy for all the challenges that he went through. But he just lays out the challenge, and he's like, but that doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Whether their motives are false or genuine, the message about Christ is being preached either way. So I rejoice, and I will continue to rejoice. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, that is good. Isn't it? I mean, what do most American Christians do when they find out that a preacher was preaching with selfish ambition? They're just doing this for money. Did you see that jet that he bought? Did you see that house that he lives in? They're just pre- they're preaching with selfish ambition. I can't believe it. What do we do? We gripe and, and we complain and, and we rake him over the call. But that's not the example that Paul gave us. If the message about Christ is being preached, we should rejoice. Hey! Keep going. Keep doing that. Even when they have the wrong motive, y'all. This hurts, doesn't it? You're like, nah, this doesn't make sense to me. Even when they have wrong motives, even when their end time view is different than ours, even when they don't operate in the gifts of the Spirit, rejoice! Because Christ is being preached either way. It's time for denominations to unite. Each one has its own special work and it helps the other parts grow. This is how we become a whole and healthy body. It's how we become a glorious church. (laughs) Uh, That glorious church Jesus talks about ain't gonna happen until denominations come together. So don't don't you sit there and think, you know, when they all become Pentecostal, that's when it becomes glorious. No, come on. That ain't gonna happen. But we can all link arms and bring our gifts together. So how do we get it done? It starts with us. Together, as one body, Christ has reconciled us to God by means of his death on the cross. You know, a few weeks ago, I read the book of Ephesians to you. 
Now, I told you that the Holy Spirit said, we are an Ephesians church. And if you look at the first two chapters of the book of Ephesians, the whole focus is on how God united Jews and Gentiles. He destroyed the wall of hostility between him. What a perfect picture of how God has united all denominations. And he destroys the wall of hostility between them. We are an Ephesians church. And the reason he gives that, that instruction is because we're the ones to spearhead this. We're the ones to get it going and to get it started in our city. Our hostility towards each other has been put to death, so don't bring it back to life. The blood of Christ has destroyed our hostility towards each other. Put it to death like it's a goner. Don't bring it back to life. So let's start right here. Can I ask you another personal question? I got one. Okay, I'll I'll ask you, Robin. Is there anyone here at church that you've become hostile or... Oh, what's the other word? Irritable. Is there anybody in, around here that you've become irritable with? You don't have to say it out loud. Just think about it. Anybody else? Can I ask you a personal question? Anybody? Yes. You. Is there anybody in this congregation that you've become hostile or irritable with? You don't have to answer out loud. This is a question for all of you. Is there anybody in this congregation who you've become hostile or irritable with? Because this is where it starts. Tear down the wall of hostility between you. We can't help denominations do this if we haven't done it in our house. Man, so many personal questions today. Kate is probing me. That was rude. Is there anybody in this congregation that you've become hostile or irritable with? You know that's just the enemies. He's trying to destroy and divide. Anytime you feel hostility or irritability towards somebody else, it's the enemy. You should be like, uh, 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 uh. That that should be your ding, 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 ding. The enemy's getting involved right here, and I'm not going to have it. No. We are a united body of believers. And by example, we are going to go forth and unite the entire body of Christ in this city. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for unity. Oh, unity is so precious. And it was provided to us through the blood of Christ. Oh my goodness, it's one of, the, one of the appropriations of the blood of Christ. How have we missed that? Wow. And so we apply the blood to this congregation. And we call forth that unity that's already been provided for us. We are a united people. We are united in our vision to unify the body of Christ to fulfill the things that you have spoken over this house and to fulfill the things that you have spoken over our city. Lord, we know you've given us this territory. You've given us this land and it's ours to protect and redeem and apply the blood and lead people into a place of peace and rest and healing and deliverance. All those things, Lord. We are the ones to bring that to the city. Not as a way to be exalted, but just as a way to spread your gifts around this city. 
Lord, we want to spread your goodness around this city. And we recognize that it only happens as we rise up in our own special work and we unite together, realizing that my work, yes, it's different than yours and yours and yours. And yes, we look different. And yes, we think different. But when we come together, that's when we're the whole and healthy body of Christ. Lord, I ask you to give us a special skill and ability to be able to talk through our differences. Lord, we admit that we haven't been very good at that, but we want to develop that skill that we can have conversations about these things without building up animosity between each other. That we can have these conversations completely covered in peace and joy and and love. Lord, I thank you for maturing us in this way. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm telling you that now that we've done this here, we can carry it out of here to other believers everywhere. So even in your place of work or wherever you are, do never, never again let denominational differences create a wall between you and other believers. Don't do it ever again. Rather, link arms with them and build the kingdom of God together. Look at them and say, I know we disagree on this, but you have something I don't have. Let's link arms and let's get this job done. You know, the vision that God has given our church to make Owasso a safe haven until he comes cannot happen in a silo. We can't do it by ourselves. We have to link arms with every church in Owasso who agrees that in Christ, we actually have what it takes to pull this off. Now, there's going to be people that don't, there's going to be churches that don't agree with the vision, and that's okay. We're going to love them anyway. But I bet you there's a lot of churches in this city who, when we tell them this vision about what we want to do in Owasso, they will link arms with us, and we will get it done together. It's going to be the most beautiful display of unity that the city has ever seen. Man, that was good, wasn't it? Help us get God's word out to everyone who needs it by partnering with us financially. Your generous giving is what enables us to make a difference for the kingdom of God. Visit nolimits.fyi to give securely online. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a message. And thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.